All right. Welcome back, everyone, to the Blue Brothers Sportscast. This is the Sportscast episode, not the podcast episode. If you have been sticking around with us for the past couple of weeks, you will have heard about that. Um, we're doing two episodes every week. We're doing sports and we're doing a non-sports episode. So be on the lookout for those. Uh, actually, this is going to be really interesting to get um, listener feedback at the end of the season because we're going to see kind of who's listening to what and what's interesting and how we might move things forward after the end of the season. So uh, definitely listen to all the episodes. Let us know what you think. We'll be talking about more later. But important thing that I want to mention now, and I'll probably be mentioning at the beginning of every episode for a while, is our main platform for our podcast is now Anchor. So when you see us tweet things out, put things on Facebook, on social media, anywhere, it's going to be our Anchor link. And that is where it's going to be released first. You'll still be able to find us out on the other platforms. But if you want to hear things when they release first, you'll find it on Anchor. Just want to put that out there with the game starting, uh, college football starting. Uh, It's going to be kind of time sensitive to be able to listen to stuff before the games happen and so on and so forth. Big disclaimer, check Anchor first. So, yeah, that was... That's the fun announcement part. So moving right along, uh, we're going to be recording two episodes tonight. So let's jump into this sports cast episode. This is our first game preview episode of 2019. We don't get to do the lines yet. I know that's heartbreaking for you, Brandon, but we'll get <laughs> I'm there. just, I'm just happy that there's football. Let's just say that. <laughs> like I tweeted out, last weekend um that i was missing football so much that i was watching uh youngstown versus uh samford oh yeah <laughs> i watched part of that yeah it wasn't bad yeah i think that may be one of the first times i've ever watched an fcs game oh really <laughs> yeah because i've never really had espn uh now i've got the app so i, I checked it out I watched probably a quarter of it. Nice. Go Bo Polini and everything. Yeah, I actually forgot he was a coach until they said his name. I'm like, oh man, I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot, or I didn't realize he was still there. I mean, it's been a decent while that he's been there, so I was kind of surprised that he hasn't like moved on or you know something. So yeah, and I mean, they actually look pretty good too. So they must be doing a decent job. Yeah, I um, I I'm gonna share a. I don't know if it should be considered a sad personal story since you brought up that game. Um, but before we dive into things, I'll share what I was doing this past Saturday while watching that game. Um, I, my wife was gone camping for a girls weekend uh, this past weekend. So she was gone Friday and Saturday night. I had the kids Friday night and then my in-laws took them Saturday night. So my in-laws came and picked them up. And after that was done, I had nothing. I mean, I was by myself for the night. Choice is mine. The world was mine. <laughs> we could do anything. We could kill everyone. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but so I was just like, well, I, I had talked to a couple of people about maybe catching up with them later. So I contacted one of the guys. So I was like, dude, do you want do you want to go to Chinese buffet? Because I was just like, my mm-hmm. wife is a huge, a huge fan of Chinese as I am. And there's one that I really like to go to that not everybody else likes to go to. So in my family. So I was just like, I'm going to go there. Do you want to go with me? My firm was like, oh, no, you know, I'm, I'm kind of busy. I'm doing yard work. He's like, you can come, you can come by tonight anytime you want to, but I'm, I'm not leaving the house. So me, so determined to have this coveted Chinese meal, I went to a buffet by myself and gorged on Chinese food while sitting there watching Youngstown State and Samford play on my phone. <laughs> I've gone to buffets by myself before. Uh, we had a pretty decent one here in town where I live. Uh, I mean, they have like sushi and the, you know, like the Mongolian barbecue, like grill thing they do in front of you. So I've done it a couple times by myself. And, you know, the first time is always really awkward, but after that, it's just like, eh, whatever. 
Yeah, I don't mind. I just find it funny that you brought up that that game, and that was what I was specifically doing this weekend while watching that game was hanging out by myself. <laughs> Everybody's like, "Look at that weirdo!" I know, and they put me like Watch by the entrance too. Phone. They put me by the entrance too. I was like, "There, like this place was set up where there's all these like places off on the side." And no, it's like the first thing you walk in, you see is this guy sitting by himself watching football on his phone. <laughs> so, thank you. Uh, but anyways, we, yeah, we, that's that's not what we're here for. We're not here for FCS games. We're here for the real deal. So, uh, it, we're, it, so now that the football season's here, episodes are going to be structured a little bit differently. Um, we don't have any games to review this week. But we would normally start off by reviewing the previous week's games. But we're still going to have a rock moment share, garbage play to share, and things like that. Some of the other things that were taken away, like um, Did You Know? And some of those things are moved over to the uh, non-sports episode. So you can find that stuff there. But we get to go ahead and start then with... Keeping rock moment of the week. So rock moment of the week. I really feel like this is going to be pretty easy. I mean, pretty straightforward because we have been waiting for it for what seems like forever. It finally came. It was technically week zero, but college football is here. I watched the two games, the FBS games. Um, I'm not. Did you wind up watching any of uh, those two games that night or no? Uh, no, I didn't, but I followed the, the Florida and Miami game on my phone every once in a while. Just checking the score on it. You're not a real football fan. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, we had something going on, so there was like other things I had to do. <laughs> Two minutes. Later. You know, if it was a Michigan game, I would have been there, you know, I would have oh, yeah, watched no. it. I know. I just find it funny when people are like, you're not a real fan. It's like, okay, first of all, people argue if you're a real fan of your team and then they're saying you're not a real college football fan. It's like, chill out. But I, I am <laughs> that guy. I'm that guy who stayed up to watch Hawaii and Arizona play an amazing game, by the way. And it didn't get done until 2 a.m., but I was that guy. And so both Miami versus Florida and Hawaii versus Arizona did not disappoint. There was chaos in both of them. Uh, the end yeah. of Miami, Florida was just nonsense. If Florida lost that game, that would have been one. Uh, I don't see how another game for the entire season could have um, overcome how much of a laughing stock that would have been if <laughs> Florida had lost that game, considering the penalties and everything that they kept doing. Anyways, college football's here. That's the rock moment. We had week zero, it was good, but coming up is the possibly the best weekend for the entire year. It's Labor Day weekend. You get college football from Thursday night until Monday night. Just awesome. Potentially my favorite time of the year has to be rock moment of the week. So are you going to, are you busy this weekend or what, like, are you going to be watching more than the Michigan game or what, what's going on with you? Uh, I mean, we're going to be up North at the cabin. Um, this weekend, but we're definitely going to watch the Michigan game. I mean, we have watched Michigan game every single year up there. So, um, I don't know if I'll catch any other games. I might. Uh, well, let's see what happens. I might just, you know, check scores every once in a while, kind of thing. Yeah. I, right now, we have no plans. So, we might wind up seeing a lot. I don't know. To be determined. I'll, I'll be up late. I know that much, but we'll see. So, uh, but, yeah, so with the new structure of the sports episodes and everything, we will then, this would normally be a time for a review of the previous week's games, but instead we'll go ahead and transition into a temporary topic this week. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely not a game review. Because we don't have anything that for that yet, but it, we can't. I feel like we cannot not talk about this topic because it it 
basically shook the football world this weekend. And Brandon was kind enough to text me and be like, dude, you got to go to your fantasy team because you're screwed. <laughs> Not but, even just a fantasy team, but it's a dynasty, like, keeper fantasy team. Yeah, he was, uh, man, he was one of my first two picks. I think he was your first pick. Yeah, he may have been. Uh, and, well, I, I mean, chances are majority of you will know what we're talking about. But Andrew Luck it, unexpectedly retired from football Saturday night, which was actually during uh, the news broke during their preseason game. And so he's at the stadium for a preseason game in Indianapolis and information got to Adam Schefter. And uh, it, it appeared that nothing was going to be said until the following day. Like there was going to be an official something uh, press conference and things like that, but information got leaked. And so it broke during their preseason game that night. And everybody was just like blindsided and a lot of people were not happy to say the least. <laughs> yeah, he actually he got booed off the field because he was on the sideline and they were they were booing him and he I watched as he walked off the field like shaking his head. Yeah, it was it, it's I can understand the shock and awe of it and the uh and not being happy about it. Booing I think was completely out of line. Um I mean, with how sports fan fandom goes, it doesn't surprise me that some did, but it sounded, I mean, it seemed really loud. Mm-hmm. But uh, the one thing I will, uh, well, actually, you know, I'll, what, what are your initial thoughts then with that, Brandon? Because I know, like, we talked about it a little bit, like, besides the shock of it, what, what's your thought process behind how, how it happened or how it was handled or any part of it? Uh, I mean, yes, aside from the shock that, you know, he's 29 years old, and the, the fact that he's retiring already, you know, it's kind of surprising. Um, you know, it kind of brings back memories of Barry Sanders and, and Calvin Johnson, who both retired right around the age of 30 in their prime. Uh, I mean, I guess the biggest shock of it all is that the timing of it, I mean, because Luck decided to retire, probably, you know, he probably let the Colts know before the third preseason game and you know Schefter kind of broke the news during the game um <laughs> I kind of laughed up like he seriously waited like through the draft through the camp through like two preseason games before he decided he was done but you know I guess it comes down to it where I guess every player kind of has that moment where they realize you know I can't do this anymore yeah. You know, it's time for me to walk away. And I actually, I read a tweet from an old um, offensive lineman from the Chargers today about his, his decision when he retired and that he was actually at a, a group tryout for the Lions. And, you know, he had like a lot of back problems and he had the tryout. And after that, like he was sitting in a hotel, you know, having a drink at the bar. And he like ordered himself a steak and he said he started eating it and just started thinking. And then like it just dawned on him, you know, no, I'm done. You know, I can't do this anymore. And it's time for me to it's time for me to stop. Yeah. Yeah. There were a lot of people that chimed in with a lot of information and uh, very interesting. I just, I don't know. I mean, it is the world today where, you know, people are enjoy the shock and awe of, you know, people, berating what other people do and things like that. But um, I, I, to me, it comes across as he was always hoping to come back and he wanted to come back. And, you know, I can't remember exactly how last season ended for him, if he was uh, playing or not. I can't remember if he was still dealing with some injuries or anything, but I, I know he wasn't uh, seeming like he was a hundred percent, so in my mind, and I, I don't know this, I mean, I've seen a little bit of what he said. I, I'm definitely not completely versed on what was going on, but it appears like he was wanting to give it one last try. And he tried it out, and he tried a couple games, and it was uh, it just 
wasn't there. And I mean, how many years has it been that, you know, he, he hasn't been a hundred percent and, you know, if it's not now that's going to happen when, so I, it was not handled extremely well. I, of course, no, the organization and he didn't plan for it to go that way, but, um, but yeah, the, t- the timing is unfortunate, especially breaking it during the game. I don't have any, I mean, yeah, I, I was one of those people that had him on a fantasy team, but I didn't have any ill will towards him. So, mm-hmm. uh, it, it is what it is. It's definitely one of those shocking things. There were the extreme reactions. Um, but I don't think you can fault the guy, uh, you know, when, when there's so many health issues involved with it between, you know, the mental aspect, but then also the physical aspect. I mean, he's not, he's not one at all who hasn't, uh, had his share of difficulties. So, but yeah, that shook the, uh, sports world. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. So, but, uh, Yeah. So no, uh, now, and then before we move along, one, one thing they'll say, and I, I don't think it's, it's really his case, but somebody brought up something interesting about, it's just like, well, at what point are some places, and I don't know if anyone's who's done this. So Brandon, maybe you can fill me in if you're aware of this, but of a player that has decided to say, I'm stepping away from football and they actually take like a year or two off. And they get back to 100%, and then they come back. Oh, yeah. Um, Marshawn Lynch did it. Okay. I, I know he retired players... for a season. He ended up coming back. Now, do you, do you... I know some people have retired because they feel like they're ready to retire, but then they're not, and then they're just like, oh, I'm not ready to retire, and they come back. Brett Favre. Oh, yeah, like Brett that. Favre like 40 times. Yeah, and then I also know that sometimes people retire because they don't feel happy with their deal. I didn't realize that Lynch was specifically because of, like, you know, health concerns or wanting to get back to 100%. Uh, Well, I don't know if it was necessarily health concerns. Uh, I was just thinking of guys who retired and then decided they were going to come back. Um, I mean, with his running style, you know, just... You know, big, strong guy, just plows into people, knocks guys over. You know, that's got to be wear and tear there. So, you know, I'm sure that was part of it. He never came out and, like, said it. But I'm sure that's part of it. Um, And just talking about guys who have retired and come back, uh, the latest one's Jason Witten. I mean, Mm -hmm. he didn't play last year, and he's he's coming back this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. So maybe... Uh, maybe there'll be more of that, but who knows? I mean, whatever he wants to do, people have already been speculating that he's going to come coach with Jim Harbaugh, but I I don't know about going that far. (laughs) Um, So, uh, anything else on that subject? Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay. All right. We'll go ahead and jump into then our first game preview of 2019. Oh my god! It's football. <laughs> Was that a little bit of troll too thrown in there? A little bit of troll too <laughs> thrown in there. You know, we might have to do that for a review. Eventually. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good one. Yeah. Oh man, gosh, that <sighs> remembering that one. Anyways, so you guys will have to keep up with our uh, entertainment uh, episodes if you want to hear more about that. So, um, but yes, here we are. Football season is already upon us, but finally the Michigan football season is going to be here because Michigan is going to be playing this coming Saturday at 7:30 p.m. It's going to be aired on BTN, unfortunately. But they're playing Middle Tennessee, and it's a home game. And uh, to throw the numbers at you right now real quick, the over-under for the game is 54, and the spread is Michigan minus 34. So we'll be discussing more of that later, uh, just to give some perspective. But uh, it's kind of that time of year where we're going to be seeing more stuff like this. Because this is the most popular time of the year for us to get voicemails. Yeah. So we're excited about that. And we 
always appreciate when you guys call in. And I want to punch this thing in the face because it's not. <laughs> okay, apparently this might just start in the middle of the voicemail. I don't know why. Hmm. Huh. Thanks, technical difficulties. Yeah. Google Voice does not want to cooperate. But we have our first uh, voicemail for the game previews. And I'm just going to play it because it doesn't want to do anything else. So here we go. Tampa. Um, thank God football's back. So I'm going to go with 11 and 1, but I can't determine whether the loss is to uh, OSU, Notre Dame, or Penn State. Um, if uh, Michigan loses two games, to me, that'll just be a disappointment. I think they're going to be 11 and 1 overall. I'm going to stick with my prediction for stats. I think that. Um, Shea will definitely throw for more than 3,500 yards, have 30-plus touchdowns, and um, will have two receivers that have 1,000 yards receiving. I am going to walk it back on the rusher uh, in regards to having 1,000 yards, 750 or more. Uh, for one of the leading rushers, whoever it may be, Turner, Charbonnet, um, Wilson. I will say this. I'm not really worried about the running back situation. What I'm worried about is the secondary because technically you're going to have really two new starters, one at nickel and one at uh, one of the safety spots. I hope Daxton Hill can take it, and then we can move either uh, Hawkins down or – um, Jalen Kelly Powell over in a nickel situation. But that's really what my concern is. I don't really want to see DPJ returning kicks at all. I mean, he's great. He's phenomenal, but I want him to stay healthy. If we can get uh, Sansero, Ronnie Bell, or Giles to do the kick returning, that would be great. As usual, love your show. Keep doing a great job, and go Blue. All right. Thanks for that voicemail. And the so the beginning that got cut off was him uh, saying hey to both of us. And that, if you guys don't recognize from last year, that was Ray from Tampa. So, Ray, thank you for the voicemail. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, thanks for the welcome, too. I appreciate that. Yeah, Brandon, new to the – yeah, this is your first ever <laughs> preview. Yeah, I think it might be my first ever football episode because I know I – Set in, what was it, two years ago? Yeah, after the National Championship basketball game. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it might be my first, you know, during the season Michigan football episode. Prepare to get wrecked. <laughs> All right. Get well, my mind blown. <laughs> uh, to, and I'll put the plug in right here now, and I'll probably say it again later. Uh, if you guys do want to leave voicemails like Ray did, uh, we've got the voicemail line with 551-258-3276. Thanks again for that voicemail. So, yes, um, that was kind of a season overview and everything as we are getting ready for the season to kick off. Um, uh, expecting Shay to play a lot if you're expecting him to get numbers like that. Uh, so it will be kind of interesting to see with what Harbaugh was Discussing at one point on uh, Shea and McCaffrey both playing a decent amount, we'll see exactly what that means and if, if that exactly happens because that could possibly impact some of Shea's numbers. Obviously, though, I mean, if you keep the wide receiver core in there, depending on how long you leave them in there, they could still put up large numbers themselves. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but we'll talk specifically... Uh, now that we're in the game previews about the Middle Tennessee game coming up. And I'll go through here and throw out some numbers a little bit, give you an idea of where Middle Tennessee was last year. Um, Obviously, every year teams are a little bit different. And I will actually share with you a couple things that will be new for them. Uh, But they went 8-6 last year. 
Uh, they were three and five for road or neutral games, neutral site games. And they were actually one and four in non-conference games. So nothing to really to boast about there. Uh, their average last year was 28, support, uh, 28 points per game. Uh, their third down conversion wasn't too bad, uh, um, 37.8%. Red zone efficiency was 86%. And they lost 19 turnovers, but they for, as a def, um, defense, they forced 24 turnovers. So uh, they're definitely more of a... And this is speaking to last year, so uh, who knows what their personnel exactly, if they'll keep things the same. But they were a pass-heavy offense last year with uh, 3,600 yards and only 1,800 rushing yards. So um, one thing important to know is their senior quarterback is gone uh, from last year, and they will be either going to a junior quarterback who played two games last year or a sophomore quarterback that had next to no game experience last year, like barely did anything. So um, that junior quarterback that they have, uh, if I pronounce it right, Asher O'Hara. Uh, in two yeah, games, that's what I have. Mm-hmm. Okay, in two games he went 9 for 20 with a 45% completion rate. Uh, only for 114 yards, no touchdowns, and one interception. So th- that's uh, that's why I'm gonna kind of just give you for a little bit of a preview. Brandon, did you? I know that you did some studying too on Middle Tennessee. Did you have anything else for them uh, coming into this game that you want to mention? Yeah, the senior quarterback they lost is his name was uh, Brent Stockstill, and he had 29 touchdowns last year. So that's you know, it's going to take a big dent out of the team there. Uh, like you mentioned, Asher O'Hara, they're looking to step up. Uh, the other quarterback you mentioned, he, he's actually a transfer, and his name is Randall Johnson. Uh, he's kind of a, a dual threat, so you know he could bring a little bit of different dimension to their offense. So it'll be surprising to see if they mix him in it in or not, or if uh, you know they just stick with O'Hara. Uh, the leading rusher from last year, he returns. His name is uh, Shatan Mobley. Uh, he had 617 yards and four touchdowns last year. And their leading receiver also returns. His name was Ty Lee, and he had over 800 yards last year. So, you know, they have a lot of returning guys, you know, missing the quarterback. Uh, but, you know, a lot of the weapons are still there. Yeah. Yeah, and just to give you perspective, um, comparing those numbers that they had last year, uh, the ones that I shared were their offense overall, um, to compare those to Michigan. So like I said, they had 3,600 passing yards and 1,800 rushing yards. Michigan had, uh, for a team, had 2,800 passing yards and 1,900 rushing yards. Uh, now, obviously, everyone's kind of aware of how Michigan like to play the slow and steady game and wear down the other the opponent's defense. Mm-hmm. So there was never really a lot of flash and um, you know exciting stuff too often, especially in the passing game. Uh, yeah. So there's a little bit of that difference, um, but yeah, Middle Tennessee definitely did a lot with the passing game. So. It'll be interesting. I mean, we're talking about them coming into the big house. I don't know if they've played anywhere that's been even close to a stage like that. Um, So they're going to be going into not just a hostile environment, but one of the most hostile environments in college football. Um, And they're going to be using an inexperienced quarterback to a certain degree. I mean, it's not like he whatever quarterback they're using is going to be well-versed from the previous season. So those are some things to keep in mind here before the, uh, before this Saturday. So uh, something that I wanted to mention then from a defensive side, uh, they do have key defensive players returning and they had some pretty impressive performances for their conference. Um, they have uh, – pay attention to a junior defensive back. Uh, his name's Reed Blankenship. 
he was the lead tackler for the team with 71 solo tackles last year. Uh, his total was 107. Um, but you're also going to probably hear a lot of uh, DQ Thomas and Khalil Brooks. Uh, that's a junior linebacker and a senior linebacker. They both tied uh, their team, the lead for their team with tackles for loss at 13 and a half. So they, they have experience. Uh, I mean, losing quarterback is big, but they still do have, like Brandon was saying, on the offense returners, they've got some of their best players on defense returning back. So, I mean, I know – uh, these games are always kind of a little tricky to look at because it's just like, oh, it's Middle Tennessee, big whoop. Uh, yeah, but still, I mean, uh, they'll they'll go into it. I mean, this is business for uh, the Michigan team and everything, and they'll I'm sure they'll go in with a level head, but don't want to sh- um, necessarily throw shade on anybody. Because uh, you never know what can happen. I don't need to bring up specific examples, but um, yeah, I think though when obviously you look at what's going on with Michigan this year, we ha- we haven't been able to see any performance yet. But I don't think there's really going to be a huge step back in the defense. I know some people are very uh, skeptical of that because of the players lost. And obviously there were uh, several big players, but uh, not only do are there still good experienced players, I think Don Brown is going to be taking a little bit of a different approach. It's even been said that the defense has had to prepare differently because of the new offensive scheme for Michigan that they've been playing against. So mm-hmm. I think Don Brown has also been adjusting things because his defense did not perform well at the end of last year. And he yeah, knows that. Not at all. <laughs> yeah. So I I think I I don't think he's dumb by any means or going to mishandle anything. I think he's going to uh you know fine tune some stuff and make some appropriate changes. So I think the defense for Michigan will perform well. Um and the offense has a lot of great experience. Uh Ray even mentioned in his voicemail though the question with the running back and we kind of already talked about that a little bit in our full preview for the uh, the year for Michigan. I don't see that as too much of a concern. And actually, a game like this might be really good for the running backs um, playing a team like Middle Tennessee. So, uh, what are some of your general thoughts on you know what will work well for Michigan or what might be uh, their biggest struggle against a team like Middle Tennessee? Uh, I think, you know, with normal Michigan struggles, it seems like they they always have a hard time with mobile quarterbacks. And, I mean, to, to be able to run the kind of offense that Middle Tennessee has, I mean, your quarterback does have to have some mobility. And like I mentioned, the transfer that they got, uh, Johnson, you know, if they throw him in there, Michigan might have a little hard, hard time, uh, you know, similar to what they had last year with SMU. Uh, you know, you know, I'm really hoping that we do see a change in our offense and, you know, that might really help us this year, uh, especially, you know, against a team like this that has, you know, like you mentioned, some, some good, like veteran, uh, like seniors and juniors on that defense returning from last year that put up some decent numbers. Um, you know, if we can start spreading the ball around, uh, you know, throw in a, like a few different running backs there, uh, you know, it might really help us. And, you know, I'm not really expecting us to struggle too much with this game. Uh, you know, it should be, like you said, go in business as usual. Just, you know, do what you got to do, take care of it, and move on to the next week. Yeah. Now, Michigan, um, for a year, well, ever since Harbaugh came in, has kind of tended uh lean more towards very slow starts and just kind of steadily getting away from the other team. There are probably mm-hmm. just only a handful of games where that was not the case. And actually I think you bringing up SMU last year is quite appropriate. How do you do you expect that to go go differently? I know that you're hoping that the offense is going to be um noticeably different. Do you do you think that they're going to be able to just kind of 
dominate from the beginning and qu- uh, jump out to a quick lead? Or do you think it's going to kind of be a little bit of what we saw last year with how it's a little bit slow? Man, I, re- I really don't know what to expect. Um, you know, we've been kind of in the show me, don't tell me boat, <laughs> you know, right <laughs> from the beginning. So, man, I, I hope they come out and they're just like, you know, foot on the gas. Let's go. Let's, you know, get this over with, get this done quick. Um, throw some points up on the board. You know, I'd like to think that's going to happen. But, you know, there's still that nagging thought in the back of my mind. It's like, is the offense really going to change? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, are we going to come out slow again? Um, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of leaning towards us coming out strong, getting things done. You know, I'm almost expecting, you know, a score right on the first drive. So, uh, you know, I hope that's what goes on too. Yeah. I, um, I, I'm hoping for that too. And that's kind of why, what I'm anticipating. Um, uh, yeah. And, and of course you say it right. And the, and this is always the most awkward episode to do preview to do because we have nothing to go off of. I mean, even with the spring game, um, and how, how ridiculously long ago that seems like that was, um, but just, it, it's all speculation at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, one thing that I'll kind of want to ask you here before we really kind of get into, uh, you know, the, what our predictions are officially going to be and some other different things like that. Um, do you think that the first play offensive play of the game for Michigan is going to be a pass or a run? Cause like some people have said that they are going to <laughs> burn down the stadium practically if it is a run play up the middle. I I do think it's going to be a run. I just think, I mean, how many games do you see where the first play is a pass? I mean, a lot of times, you know, you got to set up the run to open up the pass. They say, um, I think first play of the game, it, it's gonna it's gonna be a run. Okay, I, I'm I'm a little I, I don't know I'm a little torn. I'm I could see play action just to mess with people. You know, mm-hmm. or if you really want to mess with people, do a flea flicker. <laughs> <laughs> On uh, the first play. <laughs> oh man! Um, but yeah, I, man, I, hmm, hmm, I, I, I mean, I, hmm, I think it's gonna be a run. I, I, you know, and it's not gonna bother me that much. It's like, so what? Like, it's the first play of the season. Right. Well, of I course, Greg I... said that if they come out with three tight ends, he's turning it off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would be amazing. Oh man. Oh, I just can't wait for it. But yeah, we'll we'll see. It, it's it's tough for them not to. I mean, just the first play of the season, just to like even see how the defense reacts and stuff. So, um, do you have any thoughts? Um, I'm I'm going to turn it over to you, make sure that anything you have to say, you have the opportunity to before we kind of go into, you know, specific predictions, and we have a couple other things that we'll be doing. Um, you know, do you have breakout players, somebody that you think is going to have a great game uh, or maybe players to watch and things like that before we move on to the next thing? Uh, Yeah, players to watch, um, you know, ones that I'll be watching is, you know, I want to see who starts at running back. Um, I want to see, obviously, Charbonnet was kind of the talk of the of the offseason. Um you know, I want to see what he can do, you know, how many carries he'll get, if he gets involved in the passing game. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping Patterson, you know, steps up. He wasn't bad last year, but he wasn't particularly, like, great. And, you know, I'm hoping another year at Michigan really, you know, really he develops his game a little bit more. And, you know, if there's changes in the offense, that, that could really help him as well. Uh, and I think the two... The two big wide receivers, you got to look towards uh, Nico Collins and Peoples-Jones. You know, I'm expecting them to have good games, uh, you know, against a lesser opponent. 
you know, especially Collins, just because man, that guy's so big. Oh, he yeah. catches everything. So mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm expecting I'm expecting both of those guys to play pretty well. And I mean on a defensive side of the ball, um, you know, I, I've been a big fan of uh what, what Uche can do. So I wanna see you know, I wanna see how he does in the first game, uh if he continues as good as he was last year, you know, picking up for uh Rashawn Gary. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then we got a couple other guys too. I mean, like Quiddy Pay, um, you know, see if Hudson, you know, returns the form and everything too. So, you know, there's going to be a lot of things that I'm watching, um, but those are probably the main ones. Okay. Yeah. I, um, one, one of the big things, and it's not a specific player, uh, but even uh, Ray talked about too, is I'm interested to see how the secondary does. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be something interesting to watch for sure. On the defensive side of things, I'm really curious to watch uh, the defensive line, uh, just in yeah. general, but also from the aspect of they are putting down Ben Mason as a defensive lineman. So I'd like to see how much that gets utilized and how effective he could be. I mean, who who knows? I mean, this is like uncharted territory. Mm-hmm. So that'll be something uh, that I'm definitely curious about. One thing that I'll say here, and I'm I'm definitely not going to say this uh, uh, as this is my own, but something that got put in perspective for me um, from conversations on social media and things like that, that I will quickly say about Shea Patterson is you can't fault Shea Patterson too much for not being overly impressive in what basically everyone has labeled as a bland offense that Michigan yeah, ran. Right. So uh, do we want to see improvement? Absolutely. And we might be able to see vast improvement depending on what actually takes place with the offense. So yeah, you'll definitely want to, uh, I mean, everybody's going to be watching him. Uh, wide receivers should be exciting. And absolutely. I agree with you. This is a perfect game to be able to try things out with the price uh, wide receivers and whatnot. A running back core goes uh, without um, question. I am also interested to see because there was talk specifically even this week about Eubanks and his role as a tight end in this. And so they might be able to get interesting with them. I don't, I'm not necessarily going to say they're going to do some trickery with them at this point, but I'll be see, interested to see how much they utilize him uh, because I, I think he'll be, he could be really effective and a key piece to, um, to the season at different points in time. So, Yeah. Um, anything else to say before we jump into final thoughts and things like that? Ah, uh, no, not really. I'm just, I'm just so excited, <laughs> you know, for the first game. So I always excited. get so excited. Yeah, I got to figure out still how and where I'm going to watch it. So, um, and if I'm going to watch it with anybody, or if I'm going, to... I tend to watch Michigan games by myself unless it's with people I specifically know because some people really annoy me. Oh. Or people you in know, general. One person that really annoys me during Michigan games is Matt Millen, and we get to listen to him. Yay! <laughs> Bacon beans. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, that was that was not the highlight of my day. Um. All right. Well. Uh. So we don't have anything to predict or preview for the Lions, but they would be included in some parts with this. Uh, but we'll go ahead. What we'll go ahead and do, since we just got done talking about the Michigan game, is we will do our predictions for the Michigan game. So we'll review that the uh, over under for the game. So the total point amount is uh, fifty four points, and the spread is Michigan minus thirty four. Um, Brandon, I'll go ahead and let you go first if you okay. want. Uh, if you're good to give your score prediction, and then. Uh, if you can break down in your head, uh, if it's over under and the spread thing, if not, I'll write it down. We'll be keeping track and I'll talk more about that in a little bit. So Brandon, okay. your thoughts. Yeah, I've got, um, you know, obviously I have Michigan winning. I, I do believe that it's going to be, you know, kind of a blowout. Um, I think MTSU, they're, they're good enough to put up a couple points. I, I don't think they're going to get shut down. Um, I do think they'll probably score a touchdown late. Uh, it might be when our second team is in there or something like that. Uh, but the score that kept coming to mind is I think it's going to be about 35 to 10. 
So, you know, they're going to be under that spread. Okay. All right. Interesting. 35. Uh, I got to keep track of this stuff or I'm going to forget. So 35 to 10. So you're going to be under. And then that is obviously, uh, yeah, you're going to be under the total too. Wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because the total was, what, 54? Yeah, 54. So you're going to be under the total, and you're going to be not covering the spread. So, mm-hmm. um, Yeah, since you know we have nothing to base this off of, it, it's really tough to say because there is definitely that thought way back in the back of your head of, you know, Michigan could put up, put up a ton of points on a team like Middle Tennessee, but it is a little bit too early to tell. I am going to go ahead and um, say agree with you that they do not cover the spread, and I will also stay over the uh, or stay under. But I'm going to I'm going to put it a little bit closer because I'm actually thinking that it's going to be 41 to 10, Michigan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, uh, a few more points for Michigan. Really, really good amount, honestly. But I do agree. I think at some point, Middle Tennessee, you know, some something's going to happen. They're going to get a touchdown. Maybe it'll be a fluke thing, field goal, whatnot. Um, they'll they'll put up some points. Um, I, I I always feel like Michigan can go back to when they had that streak of you know shutting teams out. Well, especially with this being the first game of the season and us not exactly knowing where the defense is at. I don't think we're quite there. Uh, of seeing a defense quite like we did before. So, um, yeah, so those are our predictions then. So we both, uh, essentially, no matter what, we're going to wind up kind of tying on that because we're both going with the under and not covering the spread. So, <laughs> Right. Well, it's a pretty huge spread. Yeah. And the only... Yeah, and, especially for a team like Middle Tennessee that can score some points. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so I'll bring this up here now. We we don't have a decision yet, but we're gonna we're gonna have be having some criteria that Brandon and I are going to kind of be competing against for uh, each week with predictions and things like that. I think it's roughly like both of us could earn uh, up to five points a week. Um, and at the end of the season, the loser has to do something. And so I think we'll actually take time, some time, to kind of discuss what we might do as the challenge for that. Mm-hmm. Um, so right now with that, you could either get a point for being correct on the under or covering or not covering the spread. Um, we've never had this before, but there is always the opportunity for a bonus point if you get the exact score correct as well, but we've never <laughs> had that happen. <laughs> so good, good luck with that. Uh, but then the other thing that we're going to be doing for points, too, is that we're going to do game locks for each week. Uh, Brandon will be doing uh, an NFL game once the NFL season starts. But since uh, the NFL season hasn't started, we're both going to do Big Ten games. So this will be an opportunity for us to run through the games, the other Big Ten, ten games happening right now, and then we'll be able to pick spreads. Um, so if you can listen in Brandon and listen for one that you think will be your lack of the week. And you can either choose that the big 10 team will cover or not cover. That, okay. That's up to you. And you just think of which one you think is going to be, which game is going to be the one that you want to lock in. So okay. some, some of these, interestingly enough, I don't have the spread for, uh, so, uh, sometimes the site that I use just doesn't have spreads. Um, the first Big Ten game of the season is Minnesota hosting South Dakota State. That's on Thursday night at 9 p.m. That's actually one that doesn't have a spread. But on Friday, Michigan State is hosting Tulsa, and the spread for that one is Michigan State favored by 23 points. Uh, at the same time, Wisconsin is going to South Florida, where Wisconsin is favored by 12 and a half points. Uh, and then at uh, 7.15 that night, Rutgers is hosting Massachusetts. And Rutgers is favored by 15.5 points. And then the last game of the night is Purdue going to Nevada, favored by uh, Purdue favored by 11 points. Moving into Saturday games, Indiana is favored by 17 when they go to Ball State. Mar- uh, Maryland is playing Howard. Uh, that one I do not have a spread for. 
Ohio State is uh, hosting Florida Atlantic. Ohio State favored by 27 and a half points. Akron is playing Illinois, and Illinois is favored by 17 and a half. It's kind of a big one there. Um, Nebraska is hosting South Alabama, where Nebraska is favored by 36 points. So that's a big spread. Uh, Penn State is hosting Idaho. That one, for whatever reason, does not have a spread. Stanford is going to be hosting Northwestern, where Northwestern is the only Big Ten team that is an underdog. So they are actually getting six and a half points. Mm -hmm. Uh, Michigan, uh, we already have, so we're not, we don't lock that one. And then Iowa is the last game. And that is them hosting Miami of Ohio favored by, and I was favored by 21 and a half. I have a feeling I know which one you're going to pick, but did, were you able to catch all those and pick one? Um, yeah, I really can't see Nebraska putting up that many points. Okay. <clears throat> all right. I'm, I'm a little surprised. Why, but it, which one did you think I was going to take? I thought you were going to take, uh, Illinois. That was a close one too, because Akron is usually halfway decent. Um, but I just don't understand why Nebraska is so hyped this year. Have you noticed that? Yes, and I, kind I don't. Of I don't get it. Like yeah. I understand, like their quarterback is pretty good, and I thought he was pretty good when he played Michigan. He just had nothing to work with, and like the defense just smothered the poor guy. Um, you know, I felt like he had a decent arm and he had some good mobility, but I just don't, I can't see it. Yeah. I can't see them beating somebody by, you know, 36 points. Yeah, that is surprising. It is South Alabama, but even still, 36 points says it'll be interesting considering how rough last year was for them. Well, if mm. you're not taking Illinois, I'm going to take Illinois because uh, I know. Illinois is supposed to be better this year. And I think they'll win the game, but I don't know, man. 17 and a half. So <laughs> yeah, 17 over and a half over a Mac school, <laughs> which those Mac schools can surprise you sometimes. Yeah. So I'm going to say that uh, they, uh, I'm going to take them, lock them in as not covering the 17 and a half point spread. So so uh, those those are uh, other opportunities to get points right there. Um, you know, if, if either of us gets those correctly, uh, we get a point for that. And uh, then the last thing is we're going to finish off with uh, both of us are going to have a question of the week. Uh, mine will be specific to Michigan. Brandon's will be to the Lions. Since it's only Michigan this week, we're only going to have one question. And uh, so I will go ahead and ask that question right now. It will be our sports question of the week. And here is that question. How will Michigan score their first touchdown of 2019? Is it going to be a pass, a rush, a defensive touchdown, or on special teams? And this is a touchdown. This is not like how how will they score first. How What will be their first touchdown? Brandon, what is your prediction? Um, I think it's going to be a pass. What? Yeah. You you lied to me. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, he said before that he was predicting Rush. And now well, I changed my mind. Oh my gosh. Shut your face. Yeah, I think I mean I think it's gonna be a pass. Uh, we got some got some big receivers and tight ends. I just I can't I can't see Middle Tennessee matching up with them too well. Especially in the red zone. I hate you. I thought I thought it was gonna be like a lock for me. I was like, oh yeah, he's gonna pick rush and it's totally gonna be passed because uh somebody's gonna just like have a broken play and one of the receivers is gonna be wide open. That I can easily see that happen. <laughs> well then it might be intent to deceive or whatever that was. Oh gosh. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're we're both gonna go with pass then because I I'm not moving for mine. Unlike you, I'm not gonna move from what I'm gonna say. And I'm gonna go with pass. So that is where we find ourselves. So there you go. We're going to be putting that question out there. We would love your feedback. Uh, love you guys to answer that. 
And again, of course, in the future, when Lions start playing their games, we're going to have a Lions question as well. And that will be uh, different each week. So we're getting here to the end of things. Let's go ahead and bring in our last two segments. And so this is going to be Brandon's weekly segment here then coming up. Garbage day! Yes, we're giving it to Brandon. I get to do the highlights. Brandon apparently gets to do the lowlights each week. <laughs> so pulling pulling out from anywhere in the sports world, what is your garbage play of the week? Uh, you know, I've had about, what, two weeks to think about it? Because we haven't done a sports one in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, I kicked around some ideas, but nothing's going to top it. So I have to mention it. Ohio State tried trademarking the word the. Yes, that's that was a great one right there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> how's how's anything gonna top that? I mean, I, I, I had to go with it. Yeah, the, the only thing that could have competed with that, I feel like we already talked about when um, the Colts fans booed. Andrew Luck. Yeah, that's the only thing that comes close, but trademarking the word the, come on. You know, I thought it was dumb at my last job because they had a license with Ohio State that they would make hats and t-shirts that just said the and had the Ohio State, you know, helmet stripes in it. And people would buy that crap like crazy. I thought that was dumb, dumb enough, but the fact that they tried trademarking it and, you know, what's hilarious is the official name of the school like that is trademarked is Ohio State University. It's not the Ohio State University. So that means you could put down the Ohio State University and use it because it's not trademarked? No, actually, they, uh, would, get, they would get mad because Ohio State University is in it. Yeah, it, that's still included in it. It's just... You know, and containing the the at the beginning of it so dumb. isn't isn't part of it. Licensing's weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good one, OSU. Good one. That's everybody thought that that was such a fantastic move. So, well, um, that's then for, uh, the way that we will wrap up sports episodes as we have for uh, quite some time, and we will be keeping it as we are going to throw a two minute drill at you. Um, probably for, since these are on sports episodes, we're going to focus mostly on sports, but you never know. Some stuff might find its way in there, but are you ready, Brandon, to go through the, um, two minute drill? Yeah, let's rock. All right. Here we go. All right. First up, the Tigers beat former Tiger Justin Verlander with just two hits in their recent game with Astros. Both of them were home runs, and they wound up winning the game 2-1. to one. Brandon. Uh, former NFL quarterback Landry Jones becomes the first player to sign with the new XFL. Caleb. Charles Woodson predicts an undefeated season for Michigan football. Brandon. Uh, Snacks Harrison, he signed a one-year $11 million extension with the Lions last week. Caleb. Uh, referring back to this weekend's Miami game, uh, the offensive quarter for Miami, uh, coordinator for Miami, did not really say things very positive about their freshman quarterback when he said, quote, the first thing is basically I grade the guys on either you played well enough for us to win or you didn't, and he did not. He did not play well enough for us to win the football game. Throwing him under the bus. Brandon. Uh, former NFL running back Cedric Benson uh, died in a motorcycle accident at the age of 36 years old. Caleb. Uh, Michigan captains were announced, and they are Ben Bredson, Kalik Hudson, and Carlo Kemp. Brandon. Uh, University of Michigan was again named the number one public university in the country. Caleb. The greatest university in the world. Um... And uh, the last one I got is game day did predictions for the college football playoff. 
Desmond Howard had Georgia, Clemson, Oregon, and Wisconsin. Lee Corso had Alabama, Clemson, Utah, and Ohio State. Herb Street had Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and Texas. Brandon, you got anything else, or was that it? Oh, the last one I've got is from the world of WWE. Um, and last week, uh, wrestlers Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch announced their engagement. So, congratulations to that. Woo! <laughs> there we go. Throw some nature there. <laughs> oh man! Well, there you go. That's that's uh, how our sports episodes are going to be formatted moving forward. Uh, like we said, there's going to be two episodes each week. We're going to have a sports episode and a what we're going to label as an entertainment episode, uh, focusing on stuff like movies, TV shows, video games, things of all that nature, non-sports related. Uh, so check uh, check all the episodes out, and then uh, like I said, we'll be revisiting. Uh, things at the end of the season to get some feedback on stuff. So, uh, Brandon, anything else, or are we are we ready to close close things on the first preview episode of the season? I think we are good to go. I'm just really looking forward to the first game of the season. Yes, should be good. If you're going to the game, we hope you have an awesome time. If you get to watch it on TV like the rest of us. Uh, we hope that you get to watch it with uh, good friends and things like that because sometimes annoying people can ruin the game for you. <laughs> That's your public service announcement for this week. And with that, we finish with Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.